Hi, everybody. Welcome to our special podcast edition. This is what we're, I guess we would call 1A, uh, Volume 1, Episode 1A. Um, it, and the reason why we're doing that is because it's not in the it's not in our our episode uh, series, yeah, but so. we did want to come and talk to you about um, the state of the nation right now with this uh, coronavirus and with everything that's going on. Um, you know, there's a declaration by the president that today is a uh, a national day of prayer. Uh, for us to be praying about our nation and praying about this situation. Um, and so it's it's kind of a big deal. Um, and so, you know, parents, I'm sure probably for some of you, you have been watching the news and you may even be um, in a state of... Uh, panic. Panic. <laughs> so I kind of live under a rock, so I was like late on the knowing of the coronavirus because yeah i live under a rock but as i am seeing things now after it's been brought up to me by this guy um <laughs> it really is impacting i mean there's definitely that ripple effect i mean you know not just is it like a sickness but now it's affecting schools i mean schools are shutting down um I actually, I hadn't mentioned this to you yet, but I got an email today from, we have one that goes to the state school that is part of a different district. And so that school has preemptively sent home special things for spring break so that during spring break, if they change their mind and don't bring everybody back, they now will have access to their schoolwork. Oh. And so, yeah. Um. I think that part of it for me and part of the reason I really wanted to do this was, I know we sat down the other night and we always try to do some type of little family devotion, you know, over dinner. Right. And so we had our plan <laughs> and then we had the, hey, what's this coronavirus thing, dad? And so it got taken over by the coronavirus. So I think that one thing is, is maybe to share a little bit about how to explain what it is to these kids because you know we have all ages you know we've got all the way from three years old up to 14 at the table and well and i think i I think it's got to be put in a context it i mean it really has to be put in the context because right now um there's little understanding, especially for a kid, in what is the coronavirus. And so um, I found a great resource. Actually, I didn't find it. It was, it was provided to, um, you know, to us through uh, social services because we're foster parents. And so, you know, one of the foster parenting groups um, put this out. It was created by MindHeart.Kids. Uh, that is a uh, kind of an info, um, you know, just kind of infographics, if you will, that just marches through talking with your kids about what the coronavirus is. And so I was going to share that with you all. You'll get the slides up on the video. Uh, But the first graphic is, um, hello, I'm a virus, cousin with the flu and the common cold. My name is coronavirus. I'm going to explain myself so you can understand. I love to travel 
and to jump from hand to hand to say hi. And there's a, the graphic of it, the coronavirus giving a high five. When I come to visit, I bring fever, difficulty breathing, and cough. But I don't stay with people for long, and almost everyone gets better. Just like when you scrape your knee and it heals. Bye-bye, coronavirus. Sometimes adults get worried when they read the news or see me on TV. But don't you worry. The adults you, who take care of you will keep you safe. And you can help. First, by washing your hands with soap and water while singing a song. You can sing your favorite song, the happy birthday song, or the alphabet song. Pause for just a second. I heard today that Matthew West has made up a couple of songs for this. Yes. So I don't. That, that's all I know. So you can find that so later. Somebody <laughs> should Google Matthew West and see if he's got a hand washing song out there that you can share with your kids. Yes. That's a great resource. Number two, by using hand sanitizer and letting it dry on your hands. Without moving them, count to ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Once your hands are dry, you can get back to playing. And that's the end. So you saw those up on your screen as we were going through that. Um, you can share those with your, especially your littler kids. That's, you know, that's not your, your, your 11, 12, 13 year old kids. That's your five, six, seven, eight year old kids, but it will help you give a, um, just a sound understanding without any propaganda behind it, without any uh, pandemic language. It gives the facts. Uh, it just a gives the facts in a very simple way. And that's why I like that. That's why I wanted to share that with you all. Um, but ultimately, I think the biggest thing that we need as parents to navigate in this situation right now is fear. It really is. We're watching, and you know, just a, a couple of days ago, the governor of Ohio, because of one confirmed case in the state, closed all of the K through 12 schools in the state. Wow, that's a lot of schools. And so, all of a sudden, you got mom and dads whose kids are coming home from school saying, "I can't go back to school because there's this this pandemic virus that's going around, and there's only one case in the state." But it does create a fear mindset. Well, especially with children, I think about, you know, children jump from, I'm going to get sick to, I'm going to die. Right. And so something like that really makes them think, we're all going to die. And so I think you add to the fear. I think it adds, you have the fear of all of that. But now you have parents that they may not just be fearful of this virus, but now you have all these other dynamics in play. Now you have all of these children that are supposed to be in school. What are we going to do with them? Right. How, who's going to keep them? Mom still has to go to work. Dad still has to go to work. Added food. Added. I mean, it is so big the the impact that it has on each and every household to bring everybody home. And I know for we've always said that you know kids they can feel 
your fear. Right. You your know, tension. Yeah, your tension. You know, they, they used to say with babies, you know, if you have a crying baby, you need to make sure that you're very relaxed to help soothe them. Right. Just to keep them calm. And so th I think this is causing even more fear with parents, which just makes it even bigger. Um, one thing I was telling you is um, yesterday we had a little ordeal with um, we were out and about and our technology, I really don't like technology, but our technology um, doesn't always work, but our phone line didn't work. Right. And so um, our teenagers are really good with all of our kids and we left them, you know, they had dinner, they had, they had food and entertainment, diapers, everybody was good. Right. Yeah. That's um, all they need. <laughs> that's all they need. Food and entertainment, man. It's covered. <laughs> yeah. And so we left them and we went out for a while and we tried to call them and the phone went straight to this beeping sound, which told us it's not that they're not answering, it's that they, it's not working. Right. So it was, what did I tell yeah, you? Yeah, we have voice over IP. So yeah. um, if the internet goes down, so does our phone line, but also so does our ability to message them because we message them through, through Kids Messenger. And so if the internet goes down, we can't call, we can't text, we can't. We can't message. Um, and so for an hour and a half, we're trying to call them. We have some of our big kids trying to call them. And I remember standing out trying to get a hold of them while we were out and thought, this is really ridiculous of me, you know, because I'm scared. But at that point, I wasn't scared that something was wrong. I was scared of they won't be able to get a hold of us. They won't be able right. to Actually, contact the them. opposite. What if they need something and right. they can't get a hold of us because the internet's down? Right. And so I really just began to pray at that point. You know, Lord, you did not give us fear. You know, and the Bible says that you did not give us a spirit of fear, but of faith, love, and a sound, sound mind. mind. Did yeah. I get that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and so at that moment, I thought, oh, I'll email her. <laughs> so I emailed one of our daughters. And she moved around the house, happened to be around the same time. The email went through. She calls me. And they were fine. They didn't even realize that the phone wasn't working because they were busy doing everything they needed to do. And so I think as parents, the reason I say all this is to say as parents, with our maturity and as we get older, we have to be able to stop and say, okay, am I walking in faith or am I walking in fear at this moment? Is this something legitimately for me to be fearful of at this moment? For me, with the coronavirus, I know that it's, it's not around here. Um, we are not in any of the categories of risk. Of risk, yes. Um, as far as the ages of the kids and our health and our right. age and all those kinds of things. Immunosuppressed, yeah. yeah. So, so I know that we can be confident in our household to be be faith-driven and not let not our fear lives driven. be fear-driven. Um, so we were talking earlier and you were talking about how there's, was it 350? Over 350. Over 350 times that the Bible says, fear not, don't worry, or, stop yes, fretting. Don't fear, some derivative of <laughs> yes. that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, we're not supposed to walk in fear. And when we walk in fear, we're not walking in faith. You know. You need to remember, and this is probably something that's really hard for a lot of people, is, you know, God gave us our children. He lent them to us. And he's going to make sure that everything is okay with them. Am I wiggling? 
So, at so, the end, at the end of the day, they're his. They are. And I think mom and dad probably the biggest thing is don't marginalize. I mean, I'm, we're we're not sitting here saying, oh, just yeah, that's no big deal. Just no. pretend like that's no big deal. Don't marginalize it, but don't let it cripple you or paralyze you in fear because your kids are looking to you when they see all of these things that create fear in them, and they're looking for you to have a foundation of confidence and faith to say to them, it's going to be all right. When they go to Walmart and they see that the shelves are completely empty because people have run out and bought every roll of toilet paper that they can buy, they're going to look to you, mom and dad, is it going to be okay? And you have to be able to not marginalize what's happening. Yes, there is a coronavirus. Yes, there are people who are sick, but we're going to be okay. And some of the ways we do that is by looking at Scripture. We do have those 350-plus promises of God that says, do not fear, do not be afraid. But there's also this passage in 1 John chapter 4 that I think is significant. And then we're going to talk about Psalms 91, um, which are two really valid Scriptures that you, Mom and Dad, can stand on. Um, and then I want to share this Bob Hartley um, prayer and declaration with you. So... I would go as far as to say, I'm going to read this verse, but you can write it on your bathroom mirror and they can read it every time they go in there. We do Absolutely. That Dry erase marker. Yep. Um, we leave them notes on their mirrors and we put post-it notes up all over the place. Um, anyway, so the verse is 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. I read 19 also. Yeah. And so mom and dad, I think this is a great opportunity in, in, in light of what the world is doing to become a gospel-centered home. This is a great opportunity to have this conversation about what is perfect love. Perfect love is that Jesus came, he set aside his deity and humbled himself to come as a man so that he could die on the cross for our sins, for our salvation, for our wholeness. And then he rose again. We're, you know, we're just four weeks away from I Easter. I was just thinking. You know, four weeks away <laughs> right. from Easter and we have this time and here's this passage of scripture. Mom and dad, you have a great opportunity here to talk about what love really looks like. And how that love can overshadow fear and how we can walk in faith because of love and because of that love casting out fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love. There's no better description of perfect love than Jesus Christ as he came as a man and walked this earth. He modeled life. He gave his life as a ransom for us. And then he rose again on the third day. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. And so the next part of that gospel is the fact that Jesus is, in fact, sitting at the right hand of the Father, Father, interceding on our behalf. That's powerful to me. Mom and Dad, that should be powerful to you, too, that Jesus is praying for you. And there ain't nobody better that I would ask to be praying for me than Jesus. Yeah. He knows the end. That's right. He knows the end from the beginning. He was not surprised by this coronavirus. He is not surprised by what is happening in our world. 
But we need to take the lens of fear off and we need to put on a biblical worldview lens that allows us to talk to our children from the perspective that God's not caught off guard by something that happens like this. This doesn't change the dynamic of how God feels about us, how he loves us. This doesn't change the fact of what he has in store for our future. It's all a part of the process of getting to the second advent that we can't wrap our heads around because we're looking at it through this one lens of this one situation. And God's saying to you, mom and dad, don't be afraid. Don't marginalize things. Don't try to sweep it away and just say, kids, you're too young to understand that. Talk to them about it, but talk to them about faith. Talk to them about, you know, Hebrews 11, 6, or Hebrews 11, 1, 11, 6, yeah, that's 11, good too. But Hebrews 11, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for. You know, we have a substance that's tangible because our hope is anchored in the second coming of Christ. Our mm-hmm. hope is anchored in Jesus. That gives substance to what we're standing in faith on. Win or lose, either way, God's on the throne and we're going to be with Jesus one way or the other. So we don't need to be afraid of that. But this passage of scripture in in Psalms 91, maybe you've seen a meme about it, but it's a good passage of scripture. Um, Psalms 91, you can just read the whole thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but (laughs) because I could. But it's the springboard for this um, this Bob Hartley. uh, Bob Hartley, I don't know if you know who Bob Hartley is, runs a ministry out of Kansas City, used to be a part of the, the Kansas City Prophets group with... Uh, Bob Jones and Paul Kane, John Paul Jackson, Jim Gall, you know, so, so Bob Hartley's got a ministry here and, um, he has a book called children's adoration prayer book. And there's, there's some, some prayers in here and verses that you mom and dad can do with your kids. So this is one of the resources that we use with our kids through our process of discipleship. And it's also one of the things we use in children's ministry. Um, but I'm going to read this Psalms 91 and then I'm going to read you what Bob Hartley's, um, adoration is. It's bookmarked there, right there, babe, if you want to, want to go there. Um, Psalms 91 says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. What a place of protection to be able to be under the shadow of the almighty. Um, it says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress, my God in him. I will trust surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. And you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it it shall not come near you. But with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No, this is the key verse here, verse 10. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And in their hands, they shall bear you up. And there's more It goes on through there. The verse that's in this adoration is 14. And this here's that love thing again, that whole key of love. 
Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him, says the Lord. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and I will honor him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and I will show him my salvation. And so that 14th verse is where Bob starts in his um, um, adoration prayers. And he goes through these with in, in kind of an alphabetical order. So this is P. Uh, he's on the topic of, and he's talking about that God is a protecting God. So that verse he uses, Psalms 91, 14, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him and honor him for he acknowledges my name. Psalms 91, 14. And so then there's this adoration sentence. Can you read that one, babe? And then yep. we'll read the prayer that you can pray with your children. Um, and again, I'll put this up on the on the video as well so that you can actually see the, 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 the page and see the book and you can reference that when you're talking with your children. So the adoration sentence, you are my covering and my defense, my son and my shield. When I run to you, I always feel safe because I know you will cover me. I desire to abide in the shadow of your wings where I am always protected in your love. You are my safety. No weapon can ever compare to your heavenly protection. You have your angels to watch over me when I sleep at night. I will not be afraid when I have you as my father and my protecting God. Powerful. Yeah, it's good. So yeah, that's a that's a promise that you could say with your kids. You know, at bedtime at night, you could go through that adoration sentence and then you could pray this prayer together. Uh, the prayer says, thank you, God, that you love and watch over me with your eyes of love. Thank you that you send angels to protect me when I'm at school or at home or with my friends and family. Thank you also for watching over our nation and protecting us from harm. You can even send lots of your angels to watch over my nation too. I believe you will protect me and my family forever. In Jesus' name, amen. And so um, I'll share that with you all in the video. Um, Mom and Dad, I think, you know, to close this episode out, we would just want to say, you know, pay attention, be mindful, don't marginalize, but don't walk in fear. And transfer faith in the process of this to your children Put a biblical worldview on what you see in the news. Trust God and bring the gospel to your children in times yes. like this. Yes, that's the ultimate goal of it's it the all. The ultimate goal of it all is can we make sure that our kids see Jesus, know Jesus, and walk through life with Jesus every day? Yes. All right. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of our, our special episode on the coronavirus. Feel, reach, feel free to reach out to us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can uh, stream our podcast on in, one of the streaming platforms like Anchor or uh, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, uh, Spotify, soon to be uh, Apple Podcasts, and even Audible. Okay. <laughs> Send us a direct message if you'd like more information about any of the resources that we showed you today. Uh, God bless you all. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.